0: hi I'm Mike and I'm Matt and welcome to going pear Shape, a podcast about whatever the fuck we feel like really and we're back we're back after hiatus first I got super sick and then Matt had finals
1: I had finals I went into the hell zone um I think I survived We'll know in like a week and if i don't I, I don't survive, think we
0: survived that plane crash dude
1: uh fucking well lightning podcast anyway. hell fucking thank God I died before I forgot to see the speeds of 2016s Whatever the fuck, whatever this year sucks, fuck you, fuck me, God fuck damn it. all, we're going to yeah. die.
0: Well, speaking of we're all going to die, uh, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch.
1: Overwatch is a video game released by Blizzard, uh, like, May of 2016, I believe. I didn't have the Wikipedia article open, so not It's been kicking around a that.
0: while, like, the the beta lasted a long fucking time, but yeah, I think it's it's it only officially came out this year.
1: Yeah, man, were those first like first wave beta invites were at a premium. Like you could eBay that shit for hot dollars.
0: Yeah, which is bananas in a number of ways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, that game's a lot of fun, and it's kind of there's been sort of a resurgence of sort of the cartoon shooter, I would say. Um, which is is weird to think about because you and I've been playing like you and I've been dabbling in that genre like for a long fucking time. Like we've mentioned on the show before, but you and I actually met. Uh, because we played Super Monday Night Combat.
1: Yeah, still the best one. And I fucking... We can go into detail about SMNC if you want to.
0: Yeah, do it. Let's do it.
1: Okay, so SMNC was Uber Entertainment's follow-up to the... Oh, fuck me. 2010? It was Original it was an Monday Xbox Night Live, combat? like,
0: Summer of Arcade kind of game. It was the game. Summer
1: of Arcade game, yeah. Because that's back when the Summer of Arcade actually... What, a existed and B meant shit. Um, that would go downhill eventually. But it was the follow up to a game called Monday Night Combat, which was a fantastically good team-based five-man. It was fuck. Was it five or six-man? It
0: was six, six,
1: six-man third-person shooter. That was a combination of MOBA-style gameplay where you pushed down lanes and you shot at minions and you got more powerful and you shot at people. To blow up their base and do all that shit. Yeah, it was Um, it was
0: more of a competitive tower defense than a proper MOBA though, because you didn't level or anything. Uh, You made money that let you buy more minions and stuff, but it also let you uh, build defenses.
1: Yeah, it was a really weird combination of like MOBA gameplay, some light base building, and like a third person shooter TF2 clone, or so it was labeled at the time. Um, yeah, this is that... something
0: we're going to kind of get into today, is that for the longest time, anytime anyone made a, a cartoon shooter, it was a TF2 clone, and even, like, Blizzard kind of got hit with that label when they made Overwatch, but they got away with it because they're Blizzard, and in spite of the fact that, honestly, like, that's probably the game where the TF2 clone label was most appropriate.
1: Yeah, also, Valve doesn't give a fuck anymore, and it had been long enough since TF2 had come out that it was obvious that if somebody didn't clone tf2 and try and one-up that game nobody was ever going to i feel like after a certain point typically i'd say probably like five years if you're kind of just like resting on your laurels people stop giving a shit that games become blatantly derivative and would just like ape your formula but for a long time um after the release of the orange box like if you had a game like that and you saw that with mnc definitely um if you had a game that had like a exaggerated or like cartoony style art, cartoony art style, you are a TF2 clone.
0: Yeah, which is a shame because like an exaggerated cartoon style really helps with an action game because yeah. it makes things a lot easier to read in a hurry or while you're moving around.
1: You mean you don't love grays and browns?
0: No, I'm not a fan. Uh I would I would say I'm not a fan of that kind of thing.
1: That I mean was there were act- some Oh, go ahead.
0: There were some very very misguided attempts uh to do things in the TF2 style. Do you remember Battlefield Heroes?
1: Oh my god, I do. Yeah, that game actually went for a long fucking time. I want to say it was actually pretty successful, but that game... it, it had yeah. it, it
0: had its moments and it had its downsides. Yeah, uh, most notably, I guess because it was a battlefield game, like it had a thing where like the the levels have to be big and open, and there's going to be vehicles. But because it was sort of a free to play game, like there were, I, I think you can only have like six players on a team. And, like, small team sizes and big maps do not go well together in my mind.
1: No, it's fine.
0: I do remember that uh, when they announced it, the ad campaign uh, did something really interesting. Because, like, a free-to-play game was still a relatively new idea as far as, like, the, the general populace was concerned at the time.
1: Yeah, uh, because so, that game would have come out before, like, League of Legends hit it big, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And one of the things, like, they made a joke about the fact, was like, yeah, you don't have to pay for it. You don't have to... You know, uh, and, and, like, they're, they're saying, like, it's just free, you go and play it. And one of the things uh, that they say is, like, and you don't have to pirate it. And, like, this official trailer for an electronic arts game showed a picture of the Pirate Bay with, a, with a, like, a Ghostbusters No symbol on it. Like, no, seriously, it's just free. You don't have to pirate it.
1: God, <laughs> it's that's like, actually fuck. crazy to think about. Because back then, if you were playing a free-to-play game, you were probably playing a Korean MMO.
0: Yeah, yeah. And...
1: And that stigma nowadays is just like fucking gone. But like back then, if it was free, it was probably Korean.
0: Yeah. But it, it can... definitely didn't escape the uh the, the TF two clone stigma. I will say one other cool thing about Battlefield Heroes was the, the theme music.
1: The theme music was kick ass. Yeah, I actually really got good. it
0: uh, on an MP three back then and it's one of the files that has just kind of come with me jumping from portable device to portable device to computer to portable device to computer fucking throughout like the some... years.
1: Some people pass, like, firearms down in their family. Some pass silverware down. You're going to pass down a USB stick with the Battlefield Heroes MP3 on it. Yeah,
0: and all, all the music I pirated in high school. <laughs>
1: oh, my <laughs> God. You pirated, like, three Linkin Park albums you never listened to. Oh, God. But they're on there Hey, Do you want, you want a of copy mystery? of Jenny
0: Says by Cowboy Mouth? I've got no, it. No, I
1: don't. I... <laughs> I don't want a fucking copy of Jenny Says by Cowboy Mouth, but if you have any fucking Smash Mouth albums, I'll take those. I know you fucking have those, too. No,
0: I don't, actually. What? Um, Okay, so when You're the Man Now, Dog, which would be a whole other fucking thing to explain, um, released its, like, soundtracks, quote-unquote, like, just the music from its biggest memes at the time, Uh, one of them was Walking on the Sun by Smash Mouth, so I've got that. Uh, But that's it. You're I don't like even the have one all-star.
1: motherfucker who unironically loves Smash Mouth, and you don't have any pirated Smash Mouth albums. No. The fuck are you even good for? Uh, not much of anything, really. Wow, that's throwing some shade. Jesus, is is it throwing shade if it's on yourself? Um, I I think I don't know. I'm not like I look. I'm I'm not an academic. I don't know how to judge that. Okay. Okay uh but um, yeah yeah so battlefield, battlefield heroes, heroes existed but let's you let's know, get back to uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> i will say i think battlefield heroes art style was actually pretty good no it was I'll give the him credit um but yeah battlefield heroes was actually another example god i had like pseudo forgotten about that game i was super bitter too because battleforge got shut down and battlefield heroes kept kicking and i was like this is bullshit there's no justice in this world which is true but i was about what was to- battleforge Battleforge was a weird, originally pseudo-pay-to-play, free-to-play game that was a really weird combination of a collectible card game and a real-time strategy game that was really ahead of its time in a lot of ways and was super good, but like never quite found its market niche and wound up dying after like four years. Which, admittedly, is better than a lot of games, but still.
0: Yeah, that that seems like longer than a lot of, sort of failed games get, is four years. Yeah. Uh, speaking of failed games... SMNC. Yeah, god. So L- that we've, game... We've hinted at it before, but, like, man, I miss SMNC. I'm still mourning that game.
1: Everybody who plays... Okay, so I've, I'm not bullshitting you. When me and a friend were playing Paladins, I took the name Cheston in that game because I thought we were going to play it, like, four times and we were going to uninstall it because I thought it was going to be shit. That actually, surprisingly, that game is much better than I thought it was going to be and I'm still playing it.
0: We'll get to um, that, Yeah.
1: But yeah, I took the name Cheston, which was one of the characters in SMNC, because I thought Paladins was just going to be dead on arrival. And somebody actually recognized my name and partied up with us because we were the only two other people he'd ever seen who played SMNC. <laughs> <laughs> and if you play SMNC, you are et- and you liked that game, and you didn't bounce off it immediately, you are eternally cursed in- with some Sisyphean bullshit, where you are constantly searching for another game that plays like SMNC.
0: And a lot of those folks are going to end up in Paladins, because it's made by Hi-Rez, the folks who made Smite. And when SMNC went under, Smite was getting rolling in its early beta. And while, it, while it's not a MOBA third-person shooter hybrid, it's a third-person MOBA. And so a lot of folks from SMNC, like when that, when that ship was clearly sinking and the rats started abandoning, a lot of us went over to Smite.
1: Yeah. So I'd um, imagine
0: if and any folks that went from SMNC to Smite and were still with Smite when paladins started rolling out, probably also jumped to paladins.
1: Yeah. God, rats sinking. Uh, the rats leaving the sinking ship metaphor is apt too, because holy shit, SMNC's community was a goddamn shithole. It was. Fuck there were a me. number. Like the
0: game itself was fantastic, but there were problems, and most notably among them was just how ridiculously toxic, and I think I think that one of the things we we've kind of talked about off the air, and we'll probably talk about like as this discussion goes on, is there's something about the the shooter MOBA hybrid that is just fucking cursed, and I think part of it, and we even speculated about this at the time, I think years and years ago, when this was still going, like because MOBAs tend to have very toxic communities, and shooters have to t- tend to have uh, very toxic communities, so when you have a shooter MOBA. Instead, community-wise, instead of getting the best of both worlds, you're essentially getting the
1: worst. You really are. I don't know what it is about, like, shooter MOBAs and just being magnets for total assholes, but shooter, MO- shooter MOBAs are just, like, magnets for total fucking yeah. assholes. And,
0: and we say that as people who love shooter MOBAs and try basically everyone that comes along. Yup. <laughs> so I Very... guess that makes us assholes.
1: Yeah. I don't know, but I guess we'll wrap up with SMNC. Um, that game was dead in, like, what, six months?
0: It yeah, so it, like
1: it it had any, a lot of pro- being generous.
0: Uh, maybe I mean the it was going in beta for a long time, but yeah. But the official well, okay, so there were a number of things that went wrong with that game. Some of which were within Uberent's control, and some of which weren't. And one of the things that weren't is while they were still in kind of closed beta, like they were tr- they wanted to release Steam keys to get into the beta, and I guess something bugged out and basically accidentally gave out infinite copies of the same Steam key to everybody. And so, like, just a shitload of people started playing the game, and uh, Uberint just kind of went, Oh, fuck! Well, okay, I guess we'll just launch it. It's just open now. It's out. It's released. Just as is. Push it out the door.
1: And yeah. what's playing it now? And like, despite that game being really, really good, like it clearly wasn't ready for prime time when that happened.
0: No, it it, it was not. And there were still a number of problems with like uh, trying to find salute. Like, there were a lot of people that weren't happy about things that changed from MNC to SMNC because As it so was just really,
1: like... yeah, it was a really dramatic departure from like the original Monday Night Combat. The original Monday Night Combat was a very high lethality game that had that was very, very focused on like one thing: push lanes, destroy the money ball, win the game smnc looked like that on its face but the way you went about winning that game was a much slower and b was much worse at giving you like feedback one of the things about smnc and i believe it's one of the reasons the game failed to ever find a player base is it was very very bad at giving you feedback about why you were losing because that is a game where despite it didn't matter how good your aim was, if your opponent had three or four levels on you, you literally like could not damage them at all, and they'd just murder you. And yeah. that was a situation that could happen outside of your control, because it was designed around a mobile, which meant if they killed your terrible teammates and got super heavily leveled, they could come over, roll into your lane, and fucking steamroll you, and there was nothing you could do about
0: yeah, it. Yeah, it was a real problem how fast that game could snowball, especially because it didn't do... it. Basically, going from Monday Night Combat to Super Monday Night Combat, Monday Night Combat was a shooter with some light MOBA elements. Super Monday Night Combat was a full-on MOBA that was also a shooter, and one of the MOBA things was the aspect of feeding, and your and your opponent getting stronger the more you die, and so you really want to stay alive. And nothing in the game really communicated that very well. So what would happen is people would go into it like thinking it was just another shooter, Uh and in, that in many was... cases, because they had played the first Monday Night Combat, just assumed, and... like, okay, I'm just gonna fucking pick Tank and fucking wreck Fools. And... and don't
1: forget that a lot of people started playing that game because of the TF2 cross-promotion, so they thought it was going to play like TF2, which it looked like it oh, would, the but 2 didn't.
0: The TF2 cross-promotion was an unmitigated disaster, because the yes. thing of it was, they set it so that in order to earn items in TF2, you had to go into SMNC and earn a certain player level. All that meant was, like, basically just get enough experience. Play enough games to get the experience. The problem is, you still gain experience when you lose. So what would happen is there would be these huge influx of players had no intention of actually, like, playing Super Monday Night Combat for real. Just one of the hats in Team Fortress 2. Would go in and just deliberately lose over and over again. And it would ruin the experience, not only for other people who were actually saw the, seeing the promotion and going to try the game out for real, but it was ruining the experience for the ex- what little existing player base smnc already had yeah it was horribly mishandled
1: and like you add that to the fact that that game's community was toxic and elitist as fuck and like it was a recipe for disaster before people even started trying the game in mass that game's player that game's player retention must have been less than one percent if even that if like even half that
0: god fucking rip just because like there was the game had such a great personality and all the characters were yeah. wonderful.
1: And and like the gameplay, like the thing about that is once you understood how that game operated, that game was really good. But the problem is there was a lot of like counterintuitive bullshit in it. Like the Assassin character was theoretically a character who was played like spy from team fortress 2 you sneak behind somebody you grapple them you backstab them but the backstab in that game only did like 50% of their health and your health pool was garbage what the assassin was actually really good at doing was sneaking behind the enemy lines and killing all of their bot waves and getting stupidly leveled which would leave your team under level but would leave you crazy strong but then your team could rotate up to the jungle and no one fucking cares about this because it's way too technical for a lot of people
0: yeah but that but yeah like like you said like the assassin on on its label and also what she did in Monday Night Combat was the spiral. She killed enemies, but yeah, but her, her thing in practice was she was really good at farming. And the same kind of went for all of these sort of like quote unquote assassin type characters, like Captain Sparks and, and Captain, the Ascot.
1: Captain Spark was probably the best at killing people because Captain, and this was another problem that wasn't a problem, that was a problem, was Captain Spark was a character, was in MOBAs typically you. At lower levels it's very, very hard to kill people quickly. SMNC was a game where one shots were practical for out of the starting gate because Captain Spark was a because like it was played in a, an arena hosted off the ground and if you threw somebody out of the ring, you killed them instantly. You could do that at level one with Captain Spark, who is a character who could literally teleport out of walls. So you, against good Spark players, new players would stand in lane and then a motherfucker would literally jump out of the woodwork, huck your ass across the ledge and teleport out.
0: Yeah and, and that, that was that, that was a part of it and... being like a shooter hybrid was the the notion of falling out of the map and dying yes which is thankfully like that's the that's something that's not like instant environmental kills is something that's not in mobas for good reason
1: Yes, so, that was probably one of the aspects of that game's mechanics that was really questionable. Another one was, like, how base building health and all that shit worked, but we won't get super technical yeah. into that. Well, in the, the main mode
0: is- completely took away the base building aspect entirely. And yeah. one of the things I was getting to earlier was to try and sort of, like, the, the people who had complaints about the changes going from C to SMNC, they added a secondary queue to the game, an alternate game mode that worked more like the first Monday Night Combat, but in doing so that split their already pretty thin player base in half. And they went, and they added like they added like uh, the the horde mode. I think they called it Blitz. Like they they like they already had a really small player base, and they they split it, yeah, repeatedly. And it's just oh god, god, yeah. Mm. yeah. And, and it
1: sucks too because that game was really good, and I will defend it to the fucking death. And the character designs were awesome. Yeah, and, and like you had like the, the live few, uh,
0: it's, it's one of the few multiplayer shooters I've ever seen that really like had a justified lot like like fully realized like in-game universe like i'm not gonna say the story but like everything made sense from a narrative perspective like okay why are these teams fighting well it's a televised sporting event in a dystopian future okay well how do they keep coming back from the dead well they're all clones which is also explains why you can have the same character on the other team or more than one of the same character on the same team like they're fucking clones who cares and shit like that. And, and like, you, you'd have this running commentary from the announcers because, you know, giving a play-by-play because it's a sporting event. And it's funny because the announcers are terrible human beings because they're announcing a blood sport in a dystopian future. And, like...
1: And, like, oh. why is Da Vinci there? And, like, the... Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, one of the characters
0: is a fucking clone of Leonardo Da Vinci because why the fuck
1: not? And another one is, like, a fucking as a clone of a super as a fan who got super obsessed with the game and its mascot Bullseye and then had a psychotic break when he failed to meet him and just oh my god
0: yeah he's he's a, he's a he's a stalker of the mascot and makes himself out to be an evil version of the mascot what's what's great is like he was just called like evil Bullseye for a while or something in early testing and then like the devs kind of asked the, the what fandom they had at the time to come up with a name and everyone just sort of agreed his name should be Wascot because of course
1: Oh my god! The character designs in that game were super sharp. He, like the final character they ever released, I think was actually one of the better ones. With the Robo Hobo, who yeah, is a yeah, one, yeah. who is like a one hit, who is like a hip hop one hit wonder, like MC Hammer style, with his yeah. one song. This party's well attended.
0: Yeah, yeah. There was they had a whole thing where like in the far, far flung future, like because music is cyclical. Like early like nineteen eighties hip hop came back, but it was the music of the of the bourgeoisie and the and like the elite <laughs> overclass. So, it was just, it was just like, old-school hip-hop, but about how, like, being polite is really great.
1: And oh, just, my God. God! That, that, yeah, the writing, and, like, that's another one of the things about that game, is that game was consistently hilarious.
0: Like, yeah, fuck. Like,
1: that was a game that was just funny, and you really don't get multiplayer games that are just plain funny, where the writing and the acting is just super sharp. And, man... Just yeah. the
0: character Cheston you mentioned, like the, the high class gorilla thespian yes. who like has a nice suit and beats people with his like like cane with a jewel on the end and opera sings as some of his taunts. And one of his moves is he throws a barrel and if if an enemy jumps over it, it'll straight up do the like Donkey Kong do doo doo and just fuck, man. Yeah,
1: like they put a lot of effort into that game and it was really good and people fucking hated it. God. Yeah.
0: But yeah, so eventually that 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 ship sailed and people started playing Smite instead and uh and eventually yeah, Hyra started making Paladins and that's and in much the same way that games used to be called TF2 clones if they started to do things in this genre, Paladins was immediately dismissed as an Overwatch clone. Uh as was the similar uh shooter MOBA hybrid Battleborn which we've touched on a little bit.
1: Weirdly enough, Gigantic avoided that moniker, and I'm not going to be honest. I think
0: it's just because not enough people care about Gigantic.
1: But they did back in the day. You got to remember when they first announced that game. People were fucking hyped as shit. People were hyped as shit when they first announced that game, and I guess that's because it actually did. They announce that game before Battleborn. Shit, I can't remember. I don't know.
0: I do know that uh, I I think something that helped Gigantic was like it really went above and beyond in terms of like the the art style and the animation yes like it was it was almost like a fucking it, it, it's almost like SMNC by way of fucking Wind Waker like just yeah. the cell shading is like it's so good it's not just cartoon styled it's like it's really good
1: it is um, but that
0: but they have that contract with with Microsoft where they were originally going to be a Windows 10 exclusive and while that's not going to be the case anymore the, now they've got this thing where, like, the player base that's, like, Windows 10 and Xbox Live is going to be, like, sequestered off from anyone who play the game in any other format. Yeah. And it's, that like, is that's... A,
1: mm. That's... Yeah, that is a game that... Like, is we talked about what?
0: splitting the player base between different queues killing a small population in the game. These players will literally not be able to play with each other. Yeah.
1: Gigantic is a game I really hope beats the odds and does well, but right now I'm not sure about that game. Its future looks pretty fucking shaky.
0: Yeah, and kind of kind of along the same lines with Battleborn, like there's a lot of very interesting art design and a lot of very talented people working on it. It's just, man, a lot of the the shit from from up top just seems like it's dooming those games. Yeah, and I mean that's to say nothing of some of the other like kind of came and went cartoon shooters some of which were actually genuinely good and just kind of fell off the face of the earth like who's talking about loadout at this point
1: oh my god wow yeah you forgot
0: about loadout i had
1: forgotten about loadout holy shit
0: now see there's a game that had a lot of interesting stuff going on but like just that just that game came out and then where'd it go where? I pre- I presume it's still going. I've I haven't I, heard. I'm gonna I don't check know.
1: right now. You keep talking, buy me time. I'm gonna check what the fuck happened with loadout because I had forgotten yeah. about loadout. Yeah, that
0: that whole thing's kind of twist on on the cartoon shooter is a super custom loadouts. Like that's that's kind of that's why it's called loadout is like you can customize the guns in a lot of different ways. What kind of hamstrung that game for me is just the sheer grind. Like it's a free to play game and like the sheer free to play play grind just to be able to get all the different parts to make your weapons customizable and also the fact that like just the weapon balancing is weird such that like you can make all kinds of crazy cartoonish almost ratchet and clank like wacky weapons in that game but like the most effective weapons are just like the boring plain run of the mill like smg and shit
1: yeah that was a game where that's a textbook example of why player choice is bullshit a lot of times because you can theoretically have like a zillion trillion different loadouts in prat for practicalities though for practicality's sake though, you're gonna have like twelve.
0: Yeah, it's it's why it's part of the reason, like I, I guess kind of sort of on the on the subject of MOBAs, it's part of the reason I kind of thumb my nose at like the rune system in League of Legends and stuff like that. Is because like on paper, hey, that really lets you customize your characters, but in practice, like there is a set best setup to have in with any given character in any given situation. Like a numerically demonstrably best setup. And I'll give
1: I'll give loadout credit at least, even though there's obviously going to be a best setup in loadout. The way the changes were actually like pretty radical to your weapon. In league, they're just stat boosts. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah,
0: yeah. And loadout, like they last I checked, they were very much like legitimately trying to make as many different kinds of weapons and setups as viable as possible. In fact, loadout loadout was a lot of fun. My only problem was it was uh, strictly four v four. And, again, it had kind of the kind of the same problem I had with Battlefield Heroes. A small number of players in the game at any given time and fairly large levels. Like, you yeah. you spent a lot of time... Like, there was, a, there was a sprint button in that game, and it lets you move really, really fast. But, like, it meant that you spent more time... I think you spent more time in that game sprinting than actually shooting at each other. Because you always had to just try and find someone to shoot at. And I feel like just making that game... Like, just bumping it up to, like, say, 6v6 would have done wonders for that game.
1: Yeah, I think loadouts dead. By the way, the last update was apparently like March 2015.
0: Oh boy, yeah, yeah. that sucks. Rest but yeah, so peace. so there's something about the cartoon shooter that just sends tends to leave like the dead and the dying in its wake. Um, but also, there's something about sort of the third person uh, Moba hybrid that's just just fucking cursed. Because we talk about how SMNC basically died, Battleborn's dead on arrival, basically. Uh, there's fucking. Does anyone care about Paragon? Um... Literally anyone on the face of the earth?
1: Rico Suave, again? I don't know why Rico Suave keeps coming up in discussion in this podcast. It's really weird, but I know Rico Suave likes that game. Okay. Literally the only notable person I can think of, and I don't know how notable Rico Suave actually is.
0: Okay. Okay. Now, do, do they actually care? Or are they getting some kind of weird sponsorship? That's like, man, no, we they want this to be a speece, uh, we want this to be an esports. So we're finding a fighting game person. No, they actually okay. care.
1: They play it in between like League and Killer Instinct.
0: All right, yeah, I'm I'm becoming increasingly wary of uh of games that try to push their esports before they're actually out.
1: Yes, you know, hello, yes. evolve. Yeah, <laughs> rest in peace. That's it sucks with Evolve too because they really did try and reboot that game and it just.
0: Yeah, they made it free to play. They tried to fix a lot of the stuff, and it's just still just the damage was done. Nobody cares. Yeah. I'm interested to see what, if anything, Turtle Rock does now, because as far as I can tell, they haven't like shuttered or downsized the whole company or anything yet. Like Turtle Rock is theoretically working on something else now.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, okay, but yeah, but sort of on the subject of the third person MOBA being cursed, and also kind of cartoon shooters. So orcs must die unchained. For the for the unfamiliar, orcs must die one and two are tower defense action games. You run around shooting orcs, but more importantly, you set traps for waves of orcs. It's it is it's a tower defense game where you really get into the thick of it. Kind of the same thing as like Dungeon Defenders if you've ever played that that kind of thing. Yeah, um, but then. Orcs Must Die Unchained is or rather was their attempt to turn Orcs Must Die into a 5v5 sort of PVP MOBA tower defense hybrid thing.
1: It was a t- it was a multiplayer tower defense game, which those had already been well established well before that game came out and I thought it was a good idea.
0: Yeah. Player but like but let's be good. real like they were hopping on the MOBA craze like that's why it was 5v5. It's why they were like set lanes instead of just like Instead of like a big world where like this is just where the minions are gonna walk, like there were distinct lanes in the maps. You know, and, and they were very restrictive like kill boxes, like these are the places where you could put traps and nowhere else and just like like they very much wanted to make it into a MOBA and it just it was not working out for them. And they did something very recently that I hope does work out for them. They were like, you know what? This isn't working. People like Orcs Must Die as a tower defense game we're just gonna go back to make it a PVE game. We're scrapping the whole PvP thing. We're scrapping like the last two years worth of of like work that we've been doing on the game. Like all this dev, all this time, all these. We can reuse a lot of these assets. That's okay. But like we're just we're just saying fuck it, and we're going back to being a PVE game. And so far, I really like it. I've been playing a lot of Orcs Must Die Unchained.
1: Yeah, um, I haven't been keeping up with that game mostly because I've just been in finals hell, nothing to do with the quality or lack thereof of the game itself. I, I honestly, I I don't know. I, I was one of the people that actually really, really liked the direction of that, old, of the old version of that game. I was going to say the direction of that game. I did too because it
0: did, again, it felt very like Super Monday Night Combat-ish, like it's very hard to get that itch scratched these days. But at the same time, I can kind of understand why people weren't digging it. I can kind of understand why, like, com- combining the MOBA setup with having to, like, with Orcs Must Die styled, like, strategic traps setup was kind of a pain in the dick. Uh, also, like, just the free-to-play model sucked. Like, re- the free-to-play model lu- sucked. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of luck involved, and you have to do a lot of grinding to get the stuff. And that's still true, but it's less egregious if it's PvE, if you're just fighting AIs it's less egregious that it takes a long time to get all the cool stuff because when it was PvP there was a very real chance that your opponent would have the really cool stuff and you wouldn't and would have a demonstrable and major mechanical advantage yes. over you. Yes. Because I remember
1: when we ass. I remember when we played against like a 5 man team when we were a 5 man team even but we were a 5 man team against another 5 man team who were fully kitted out and wow, that yeah. was an experience. And now part part of that was it being in early
0: beta in a very small population, so there wasn't really much by way of matchmaking. But still, like, yeah. that was just disheartening.
1: Yeah, and like, I mean, I can bitch all I want about that game's changing direction, but the fact of the matter is the community hated that game, the old version of that game, straight up. No one in that community wanted, like, this weird, a weird multiplayer tower defense thing. They wanted Orcs Must Die, and the older yeah. version of that game did not play like Orcs Must Die, and the new version does. And
0: Yeah, and kind of the same thing happened with Dungeon Defenders. I, I have not played that, um, I'm, so I, I can't speak to it directly, but apparently that happened with uh, Dungeon Defenders, too. They were trying to turn that into a MOBA for a while. But then, like the guy who was doing that, like in charge of doing that, left the company. And then, like as soon as he was out the door, everyone else in the team was just like, "All right, fuck it, we're going back to PVE."
1: Yeah, apparently that. Fuck that guy. A, yeah, apparently that guy was a gigantic douchebag, like literally. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, from what I've gathered though, Orcs Must Die Unchained was a far more honest and far more real because like the team said on working on Orcs Must Die, we're like we were really passionate about that. And frankly, I believe them. I don't think they were really just chasing a bandwagon. I think that's genuinely the way they wanted to develop that game in. But the whether it was or whether it wasn't is irrelevant because the community said no.
0: Yeah. Flat yeah. out. And at some point you have to do what the community like wants, you know. Yeah. At, at some point you have to You have to sell this product to somebody. And, you know, if if your most hardcore, like, supporters are just like, man, this, no, this, no, this isn't what we want. This isn't, this isn't OMD. This isn't what we're here for. Yeah. Like, you kind of, yeah, you kind of have to go with that. Um, But, yeah, so tell me a little bit about Paladins, because you've played a lot more of that than I have.
1: Okay. So Paladins is basically budget Overwatch, but actually much better than that initial pitch would make it sound um i apparently there was an earlier version of that game that played pretty differently um i have not played that version of the game um from what i gather some i did i did touch
0: the early bit of that game a little bit because i i you know i i used to be really into smite i haven't been playing that so much lately because of overwatch um i still like that game but i tried the paladins very early on and what it was very early on it was almost like you know that you know that sort of custom Team Fortress 2 mode where there's, like, a single payload and teams are, like, pushing, like, they're doing a reverse tug-of-war yes. kind of thing where you're trying to push the payload into the enemy's base, but they're also pushing it into yours? Like, that was basically the game type in Paladins originally. Okay. And it was weird. But yeah, now it's that's... just a set, like, there's an attacking team and a defending team.
1: So. Yeah, and they also have a hybrid mode where you, like, fight for a control point in the middle and then if you get, gain control of that control point, then you start pushing your payload towards the enemy's base. But yeah, it's that's, not prob- like that's probably
0: what they tweaked the, the maps from that old game type into. So which, is probably for the, those. which
1: is probably for the best, because now it doesn't take a fucking eternity and a half to play when teams are relatively even, evenly matched. I imagine that old game mode is probably a nightmare. But yeah, Paladins is basically a budget version of Overwatch um and it has at like and it kind of has a moniker for being kind of like a second rate game i honestly think paladins is a much better game than a lot of people give it credit for um i think the map design in contrast to oh even in contrast to overwatches and we'll get to overwatch because i have some problems with that game um the map design in that game is excellent it's really really good and yeah. it's
0: and it's hard most th- most importantly it has something that overwatch is severely lacking in and that's alternate routes around choke points.
1: Yeah. There's there are a lot of ways to maneuver in those maps. There are a lot of range bands to where longer range characters have distinct advantages over short range characters, but short range characters still get the option to do their thing and are still relevant, and they get tend to get higher health pools and like it's harder hitting attacks to make up for it. Yeah, but it's I just th- like
0: if your enemy is like severely like entrenched in a certain area, you can flank them. Like,
1: like there's, like, let's put it this like way: just, just,
0: just to be able to say that it's not, it's not that it's easy to flank necessarily. It's just, it's physically possible. Which let's is put not it this necessarily way: the case there's a
1: litera- there's a reason Reinhardt it's a slam lock instant pick in every fucking competitive game in Overwatch, and Less it's so not lately, because actually um really yeah who got we'll we'll talk about it we'll talk about it okay okay that's fair but yeah he used to be like a slam lock instant pick in like every fucking game um back in earlier overwatch and i think he still is on certain maps like hanamura oh god there's one tiny fucking window near the choke point in that map that lets you flank did you know that did yeah, and it's it's in still... the air,
0: so maybe did... like five of the characters can get yeah, there. Yeah, I was
1: about to say, did you know that it also is in the same exact doorway and can be covered by the exact same sight lines as covering the main entrance? So it's entirely fucking pointless anyway?
0: Yeah. Yeah. God,
1: that game's map design drives me up the fucking wall sometimes. Paladins doesn't have that problem. Um Paladins now Paladins has a bunch of has some things going against it. Uh the character designs are nowhere near as good. The game just doesn't have anywhere near the budget. Although paladins is actually
0: for all the the very real criticisms that Blizzard gets for like for specifically for the designs on the female half of the cast, like high res is even worse about it.
1: High res is markedly worse, and it's something
0: that's been like one of the running gags from the days when you and I played Smite was high res high heels. The high res high heels, like. Characters where it made no sense for them to wear high heels, even characters that whose feet didn't even touch the ground because it's a game about gods and goddesses, and some of them can fly. Fucking
1: high heels! They're
0: still wearing high heels.
1: I'll I'll still give them a pass on Aphrodite because, like, come on. But otherwise, like, Jesus fucking Christ! It's it's fine that
0: Aphrodite looks like Aphrodite does. The problem is all of the other female characters also look like God.
1: Yeah, high rez isn't great at designing characters. Um, it's actually a joke between me and my friends who play that game. There's one really good character design in that game, and that's the Bomb King. The Bomb King is the king of bombs who throws tiny, sentient bombs at people to de- and explodes them to destroy them, and is like a super over-the-top thespian really really good character design super funny like his "you rock line so you know the the vgf system that allows you to like so so this is something high-res
0: games have had in them since the uh tribes ascend days and it's just you can press v and then like some other combination of keys really quickly like three to four keys to instantly put some kind of message in the text chat
1: and one of those messages is you rock and every character has an individual line line for you rock. One of them will be like you're awesome or you did a really good job. Bomb Kings is you could be my jester. Nice. Which is actually a pretty good line. Um there's a bunch of I will, of other I will say I for do. for
0: all the for all the beef I have with Hi-Rez in a, about a number of things. The VGS system is one of the best things to ever be put into a multiplayer online game. Yes. And it is a crime that no one else is doing it. Yes,
1: um, but yeah, I've, I like Paladins a lot. I think the character designs aesthetically are pretty garbage aside from a one or two, um, despite the fact that they actually do put a fair amount of work into them. Like they don't they don't look bad because they're half assed. They look bad because like the designs make no sense and like... they're,
0: they're not creative for the most part.
1: And they clash, too, so, like, you have characters- There's-
0: there's- it's, it's a fantasy world, but here's a dude with a- with a submachine gun. Here's
1: a dude with a scar, and a fucking- here's a chick with an actual fucking laser rifle. It's just a fucking laser rifle. <laughs> like, what the
0: fuck? Yeah, and then you turn around and, like, oh, this other character's an elf with a magical mirror, because-
1: and here's another character, and they have a bow. And, and like, this dude's oh.
0: like a Spanish conquistador who's got like a hologram shield and a flamethrower, I guess. What?
1: Yeah, no. The setting for that game is the setting for that game is garbage. I, I mean, I mean, Overwatch.
0: That. Overwatch does kind of have that problem to a lesser extent. Like how, it, like it's a game that takes place in a superhero future, and there's a guy who's just a cowboy for some reason.
1: But yeah, like... but like even there, he's using like a high-powered magnum. And, I, I mean, it's still corny, but, like, all the other characters... He has a gun, and, like, Soldier 76 has a gun, and Farah has a rocket launcher, and Sombra has a gun. They all use fucking guns. Reinhardt's definitely, like, the most questionable design, I feel, because yeah. he uses, like, a hammer, but even there... He's, he's his just...
0: whole thing is that he's, like, from a, an old German town that, like, keeps up the tradition of, like, the Crusades or something. Yeah, like and, he's like, knights.
1: and he's, like, one fucking character in that game. Everybody else, well, I guess Genji as well, but, like, yeah, Genji's probably, like, the second. Um, Hanzo, you can kind of argue the same thing. I don't know, thing. like, there's,
0: there's just some, there's a thing about the fact that, like, so the, the characters all evoke different genres and things like that in Overwatch, but it's, it's, it's a modern setting, and it can, it kind of makes sense for, like, it's, it's that superhero thing where, like, you can still have sort of, like, magical fantasy stuff in a future world, but it's weird to have future stuff in a fantasy world.
1: Yeah, and in, let's be fair, and let's be real here, Overwatch is still way more consistently aesthetically designed because even though it's like a clearly designed around like a super crazy over-the-top comic book, I could easily believe that all of those characters take place in the same universe. I look at Paladins and I'm just like, what the fuck? That being said, I think Paladins plays super duper well and the game is crazy cheap to get into. It's free to play out of the gate and you can get every character, effectively just buy the game in its entirety for, I think it's like 20 bucks or some stupidly low price. Yeah, like that game it's, is That's something,
0: uh, something they did with Smite that really helped them was with Smite there was the odd ultimate God Pack. You pay thirty bucks, you get all the characters forever, and you you just completely like I'm not even gonna bother with the free to play grind. I'm just gonna just buy the game out of the gate.
1: Yeah, and, and you're getting and you're getting a good feature complete game for a stupidly cheap price. That yeah. you don't. But have to But at the same time, like it,
0: also there's the option of like if you don't want to do that, you can play the game for free.
1: Yeah. And just like I'll say, I I'm mixed on high res as a company, but they have found their niche as like a mid-level software, kind of like a mid-budget software developer that actually makes pretty quality games on a budget. Like yeah, they they found
0: a, a niche as, is, is like sort of a double A, free to play developer.
1: Yeah, and they and they make good games. Like I enjoy high res games. I think they're fun, but.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, a little, they're a little fucked as a company, and like again, some of their stuff with regards to designs for female characters...
1: Some of their stuff with... You're not wrong, but also some of their stuff, even if you throw that out for whatever reason, some of their stuff this regarding designs, just fucking period. I don't yeah. I don't think they're very good character designers flat out. Mm. But
0: there, there are some standout things, like you mentioned the Bomb King and Paladins, and there are a few Smite characters that are like, wow, that's really cool. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm still, I'm still a really Turkey? big fan of their take on Scylla. Yanis uh, is really great.
1: Remember when Hercules used to be cool, and then they made him lame?
0: Yeah, he used to to be fun. He he used to be Disney's Hercules, and then they turned him into, like, grim and gritty,
1: basically. I was about to say, and they gave him a peanut head. Yeah. (laughs) Although, they also gave him that nightmarish fucking skin, where in response to criticism, they gave him a skin where they made his voice super high-pitched and made his head the size of a fucking baseball, and that's a skin you can use? That skin is amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, Oh
1: my God! Fuck. So yeah, that's Paladins. Paladins is actually pretty good game. I'd recommend you try it. All right. So Um, let's
0: let's let's get back around to Overwatch. Let's talk about Overwatch for a little bit. Okay. I'm really super into it. I love it. Overwatch is king. But it's got probs.
1: Overwatch is king shit of fuck mountain. Insofar as the video game industry is concerned, now it's not super surprising. Both
0: because it is, it has a lot of a lot of polish, like it's a legitimately good game, but also just the Blizzard name. Yeah, I mean, far.
1: People will play absolute rat shit if it has Blizzard's name on it. See Hearthstone. You, did, you thought you, you didn't actually think we were going to get through this without me shitting on Hearthstone at least one time, did you?
0: I mean, eventually we're going to have to just dedicate an episode to just you shitting on Hearthstone for an God, hour. God,
1: I hope not. <laughs> I, I, might mean, I, I feel like die.
0: eventually we're going to have to rip off that Band-Aid.
1: Fucking, that's literally going to be 90 fucking minutes of me just sitting there, like, spit out of my mouth, fucking ranting while you, like, fuck around on a DS playing, like, Pokemon Silver or something. I don't fucking know. God. But, yeah. Um, what were but, yeah, we, so, right, we were talking so, about so, Overwatch? So,
0: with Overwatch, and, and this is a very... the biggest criticism I have, and we hinted at it earlier, is the map design. Map There's design way and too many choke bad. points. And in particular, the game type that's, like, two control points is just dog shit. Just in yeah. general. Now, the payload game types are fantastic and I'm also a fan of the King of the Hill types, even though like a lot of the a lot of the player base is mixed on those, but I love those. But just the, the capture capture point and then capture another capture point, just the two point attack defense just across the board is dog shit. There are three maps in that game type and they're all terrible. Hanamura, Temple of Anubis, and fucking Volskaya Industries.
1: And yeah, like I- the I- first
0: I- two of those three are easily the worst maps in the game. And the third one is a contender for the third worst. I'm not sure what it's fighting against exactly, but it's a
1: probably fight against Ilios. I think it's I think it's the worst third worst map in the game, free. Yeah. Um I but I,
0: I, I, I personally I, like Ilios a lot, but that's because I like to play as Lucio.
1: Are you that fucking asshole who gets in the well and just rides the wall the entire time?
0: Actually no. Uh I just like booping people.
1: <laughs> Fuck off.
0: I also like playing as Roadhog and trying to hook them into the well.
1: You know, that's fair. That's that's honest. That's playing honest because you're playing Pog. but like, God. Yeah, Um, that game's, ma- even like at its best, like what's like the best, best map in that game is like what, King's Row? I feel oh, like it's probably King's Row.
0: It might be King's Row.
1: I think it's King's Row, but even like at its best.
0: Hollywood's really good too, though.
1: Hollywood's good. I mean, King the, Rose... I mean, the
0: first point's a little choky, but hey, it's a blizzard map, you know? Like, yeah. like that, that's, that's basically every map that isn't King of the Hill in that game is the first point's a little choky.
1: Yeah. And that's really like, that is really the problem with that fucking game is like, you just, with the way those maps are designed, like almost all of them funnel into like one fucking point. I feel King's Row is one of the only maps that kind of avoids that by and large. Yeah. Um, I mean, K- yeah. King's Row.
0: King King's Row does have that uh, that sort of gate in at toward the beginning, but you can like climb up through the buildings to the right to kind of get around it.
1: Yeah, you, no, you can bypass that by going through the buildings on the right, and you yeah. can reliably do that with a bunch of different characters. If, yeah, too. if
0: if anything, the most obnoxious chunk point in King's Row is at the end. But here's the thing: the end is where it should be. The end is supposed to be the most defensible point on the map in maps yeah. like that.
1: That's actually like kind of like another problem I sort of have with uh, Overwatch. And Paladins has it as well, but it's less pronounced, is Overwatch is a game designed to facilitate like a good feels kind of play where even if you lose, you'll typically get to the end. But it also has the drawback. And when I say that, so when I say that, I mean, as defense in a lot of matches on Overwatch... You actually will be at a huge disadvantage in terms of, like, spawn time. So if you both trade evenly, like 3-3, the offense has a massive advantage because they're going to be closer when they respawn, and they're going to respawn faster. But with how those maps are designed, you tend to basically hit no resistance as offense until you get to the very end, at which point it swings way crazy into the defender's favor, so for me, and the play arc with a lot of that game, and people are going to disagree with me on this and that's fine, it's whatever, it's subjective opinion. Um, you don't, everything you do in the first half of the match basically doesn't fucking matter. You're just saving time and earning more chances to bash your head against the objective at the end, and that's probably one of my... That, now, in my, in that,
0: fairness, that's, that's, that's been a problem with this kind of game as far back as TF2. Yes.
1: yes. Like, as, as someone isn't... who
0: has put easily, easily... 100 hours of his life into dust bowl alone like yeah. that fucking map that yeah last and i'm not going to pre- point
1: i am not going to pretend like paladins is immune to this either it's not it's just i feel it's really pronounced in overwatch and i i think again i think some of that has to just do with the map design in that game and the way it tends to get choked really easily but i don't know Actually, you know I just, what? I'm, I'm thinking. I've been up? thinking
0: about it since I said that. I think 100 hours into this bowl alone is probably a super conservative estimate. It's yeah, probably like... hundreds, plural. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you played so much fucking TF2. I back played in the so
0: day. like the Steam stats say for for me to say that I have like 3,000 hours in that game, and I feel like I feel like they, that's missing a lot of time. Wow,
1: really? Because yeah, Shit.
0: I played a lot of fucking TF2, my dude.
1: I'm trying to think of like the most I ever played a game, and I imagine it's probably Halo Three, and it's probably something like 300 hours.
0: In in fairness, uh, TF2 had something for me, and this and this is kind of this is something we're losing more and more as as games like including Overwatch and 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 Paladins and Orcs Must Die and all those things move toward like just matchmaking based dedicated servers type play is uh, uh, sorry uh, official servers type play is you you lose the thing that, like, dedicated fan-run servers had in, like, TF2, where you could have... where you could build communities. Like, you could always just choose to play in the same server with the same regular crew of people, and, like, you know, really get to know each other, you turn on the the all-chat and the voice, and you just talk with each other, you talk shit, you joke around, sometimes people will pipe music into the game, why not? You come up with your own memes and running jokes. Like, I had a crew that I ran with in the TF2 days... And like, I, and I've probably told you this before. I don't know if I've told any of the listeners yet, but like, yeah, I got to the point where I was on that server so long that I eventually became an admin on the server, and I gained the reputation for being like the the sort of the admin who kind of didn't give a shit and would just do wacky shit, like you know, turn on no clip for everybody, or <laughs> or like uh, after a while they had like a, a boss for a Halloween event called the Headless Horseman. Um, but depending on how a given map was set up, you could just spawn the horseman there as well whether it was the halloween event map or not so i would just spawn the horsemen for shits and giggles and just here would be this ai boss who would just run around killing everybody because why not <laughs> you know
1: yeah and i guess some of the reason that that's changed is a combination of a um game publishers and developers want more control over the game experience which is i have mixed feelings on um because it does allow you to tighten the game and it allows you to more eat it allows you to make the game better and it makes it more controlled for better or worse. You obviously lose out on that. But I also feel like nowadays with gaming communities, just start differently and like socialize differently because this was like pre Twitter. That was pre Facebook exploding. That was pre Reddit. Yeah. And but a it's, lot it's, of it's times... something,
0: uh, this is a video that um, uh, Chris Flank on the, uh, the Aaron signal guy did. A really good one of the breakdown between the way uh, like Overwatch and TF2 lets you socialize and the idea is games like TF2 or at least back in the day because I think TF2 actually also now does like mostly matchmaking focused you can get to the dedicated servers but it's not front facing you have to kind of dig for it Mm -hmm. is that in the days uh, TF2 was a game you played to meet people Overwatch is a game you play with people you already know
1: yes that is absolutely 100% true and whether that's like a good or a bad thing and whether that's a result of like these games changing or like social media has like exploded in the last how social media has exploded since the time TF2 released and like you just meet people differently now and you want a game that enables that sort of social experience to accommodate that i'm not really sure maybe they just developed concurrently
0: yeah i i don't know i i feel like this is kind of a I feel like a lot of changes in the shooter genre can be... It, it, it seems lazy to just say, like, well, it's because Call of Duty did it. But, like, I feel like Call of Duty is the thing that popularized just sort of the instant matchmaking. Like, just set it and forget it. Just say, put me into a game. I don't care with who.
1: Oh, so we get to blame Call of Duty for more bullshit.
0: Probably, yeah. I think so.
1: Awesome. I hate that fucking series.
0: <laughs> I, I liked never... World at War.
1: I have never seen a series go from, like, good to absolute rat shit so fucking... No, that's maybe not true. Hmm. Let me think on that statement. That series turned toxic fast, though. And, like, it has remained bottom of the fucking barrel, lowest common denominator since, like, Modern Warfare 2. Just... Hmm.
0: <laughs> Tell me how you really feel.
1: I hate... Oh, <laughs> I don't tempt me. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. You've heard the Hearthstone rant. You've never heard the Cod rant. I god think, damn yeah. it.
0: Okay. Alright. Yeah.
1: No, you don't want to you don't want to poke the bear. Um
0: Well, I I mean I actually kind of do, but it, this is not on air.
1: Yeah. yeah, not on air. Well, I mean, um, no, on
0: air, but just not in an episode where it's already been more than fifty minutes.
1: Yeah, that's true. Oh my god. But yeah, like, despite all my complaints about Overwatch, I still play that game, and I still find it fun. I imagine, for me, Overwatch is kind of going to be what Street Fighter 4 was, although I actually enjoy—I moderately enjoy playing Overwatch as opposed to Street Fighter 4, which I fucking hated. Street Fighter 4 is a game—and I've said it in the past, and I'll continue saying it in the future—Street Fighter 4 is the best game I've ever hated. Street Fighter Four is actually a pretty good game, but just due to the very specific way that game handled a bunch of different technical shit that I won't get into, I fucking hated that game. And I'm sort of getting kind of shades of that with Overwatch, but nowhere near as severe.
0: Yeah, it's a a very polished game, but it has some very, very real issues that I, I can't imagine are ever realistically going to be addressed. Like, how do you... How do you address the fact that like just one of the four game types in the game and three of the, I don't know, I think thirteen maps in the game? Question mark
1: Yeah, is, are just are
0: just bad.
1: And I've I've heard that the German maps probably among one of the worst maps in the game as well. I, that, it, it's was like that was contentious. I like I That was an early impression though. That may have been even been like a beta build of that map that I heard that from. So I, it's it, it's contentious.
0: I can fall. Is a love it or hate it kind of thing. I think.
1: Okay. I'd have to, like, look into it and see what, like, the pros say, but, yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, that's right. Uh, Earlier you you said that, like, uh, you talked about the fact that because of the way attack defense is set up, uh, Reinhardt was an automatic pick for the longest time. And now, less so. And the reason for that is uh, specifically, A, A, because other tanks have gotten buffed, specifically D.Va got buffed. Um, I know
1: Zarya. I, Zarya was apparently like completely out of fucking control in pro play. I know she got nerfed. I don't know how that. She impacted. she got
0: a weird nerf buff. Um, she gains less charge from her shields being hit, but her her beam is more consistent now. Instead of like a, being a second and a half pulse, it just continuously does tiny amounts of damage, which okay. makes it a lot more effective against characters that run around a whole lot. Genji. Yeah, Genji. Um. What's weird is that the meta in that game right now seems to be like... You, you've probably heard about the, the 3 and 3 meta. Three tanks, three healers.
1: Yes. Because
0: healing is just so insanely effective in th- Overwatch. I, sh-
1: I thought the thing about the 3-3 meta... Well, oh yeah, that's another thing I dislike about Overwatch in comparison to Paladins. Although, I don't know enough about high-level Paladins to make this claim decisively, because... high Is there high-level Paladins? High level paladins? There is, actually. The SMNC guy we were playing with was insanely good, and we asked him a whole bunch of questions. Well, I mean, um, like, is the...
0: there, like, a comp scene with a meta, is the thing?
1: Yes, there's there's always a comp scene with a meta. How if thoroughly that meta is explored is another question that I can't answer, but there's a comp scene with a meta. Um, okay. But from what I can gather, that comp scene with a meta is actually way more flexible in terms of character picks um which was another thing i thought was very contentious overwatch like design-wise was when they limited teams to one character per team um which was designed to improve character diversity because you'd have teams that were just like two winston two lucio two tracer yeah. like that was a super popular comp on king of the hill mm-hmm. theoretically that makes the game diverse in practice what winds up happening is you see more characters but the teams get even more stagnant
0: yeah well, the thing is, the way things are now seems to be uh, either four tanks and two healers, or three tanks, two healers, and specifically Soldier 76. Because he tears through Reinhardt shields real fast. Like The thing is, Soldier 76 got a big buff, and because like each of his bullets just do a lot more damage a piece, but also his spread is wire- wider, but spread doesn't matter if you're just shooting at a Reinhardt shield,
1: I hate the way they changed 76 as a rifle. I'm not going to lie. I, no, like I love the... it, dude. Oh, I he's he's, lo- so, no. he's
0: objectively better now.
1: No, but, like, I loved the fact that he used to, like, you used to feather the trigger on that character, and it was like playing Halo. You still, 3 you still have right to.
0: Right it's just you don't have to if you're shooting specifically at Reinhardt.
1: Okay, okay, that's fair, that's fair. That's like,
0: his fair. his gun spreads wider now, like, okay. is the
1: thing. I, I'll openly admit I haven't been keeping up with pal or not Paladins, I haven't been keeping up with Paladins' comp scene either, but I haven't been keeping up with Overwatch's comp scene because it stagnated yeah. really fucking quickly.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, like, just healing in that game is so good that it's just, there's kind of not any reason to not run a bunch of tanks. Um, but also... Uh, Basically, because uh, weirdly enough, because Anna got a nerf where her ultimate doesn't give you a speed boost anymore, so th- there was a thing for a, the previous meta was something they called the Beyblade meta, which is where you had uh, Anna Nano boost a Reaper. Well, he was doing his like uh, ultimate, and it would just be let, let her rip, and then the whole enemy team would die. Um, but you can't do that anymore, and combine that with the fact that seventy six got strong, it kind of pushed Reinhardt out, but also made it such that uh, Roadhog. Has become the most effective DPS character in the game because That's he's hilarious. a tank. Who yeah? Because he's a tank who can just instant kill a squishy, or at least like pull an enemy tank out of position and set them up to be burned down real fast, or something like that. Um, and the weird with- is it and it's it's one of those situations where like nothing about Roadhog himself changed, absolutely nothing. But everything about the game changed around him, and now he's the best character in the game.
1: You know, I'm totally fine with that because Roadhog has sucked ass since like day one, and the fact that that character is actually good and relevant now, you know what? Give him a few months. Let yeah. people get sick of getting instant gibbed by hooks, and then you can nerf him, but give that character some time to shine.
0: Yeah. And but, I, the I basic, feel... but the basic gist of it is tanks in that game are really powerful because healing in that game is really powerful. Yeah, and, and that's and...
1: actually another kind of point with um, paladins. And paladins healers tend to have less like actual healing in contrast to Overwatch. But to trade off with that, they're not useless in a fight. Like Lucio is fucking worthless when it comes to actually killing people, but he's a gigantic goddamn stat boost for the entire team. So yeah. you well, ran also his Lucio. his
0: speed boost is something only he does. Yeah, like that's the thing is his he. He is an always pick because he has a speed boost. It's not yeah. even because of his AoE healing. It's because he can let everyone move faster, which is super important in a, in like a coordinated competitive yeah. like Because it space. because it
1: res- it effectively reduces your respawn timer because if the team gets wiped rather than taking 20 seconds to get back to the front, you take 15, which saves yeah. you a fuck ton of it's, it's like the thing about Lucio, and the weird thing about that character's design, is that character is crazy impactful and powerful in ways that are not immediately obvious, even in the slightest. Because the amount of time Lucio saves your team over the course of a game is like a full minute and a half. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's stupidly good, but it's not like immediately obvious. So a lot of people tend to undervalue well, that. Also, character.
0: like a really high level Lucio will will be able to make will be able to take big advantage of his wall riding ability, and just be almost impossible to pin down. Yeah. Like, he's, you're just you're not going to catch him.
1: Although, better players, like, better McCrees will be able to catch him, because better McCrees have... Well, the, the thing is, like, aim. people aren't
0: really playing McCree right now, because, again, Soldier 76 got buffed.
1: Oh, really? Is it fucking... Yeah. I is mean, it, McCree, is
0: McCree's it, still... Viol- it, the, the previous situation was, no one picked Soldier, because why wouldn't you take McCree?
1: McCree. now, and it's, now it's why?
0: Why, would you, why would you take McCree when Soldier's on the table?
1: So, let me guess, since Diva's really good right now, no one... Does anyone run Winston?
0: Occasionally.
1: Yeah, so this is a Winston, situation Winston's where...
0: in kind of that same situation... Uh, that
1: that.
0: Well, I was going to say, kind of that same situation that uh, Roadhog is in, where being able to... Basically, being able to get picks has become the number one thing, because uh, there's, like, you, you need... Basically, you need to get a pick. There's no, like...
1: Oh, my God. G- getting, you know getting like, realized? chip damage
0: does nothing for you.
1: You know what I just realized? Yeah. This is becoming SMNC meta where you slamlock veteran every game because you need to get a pick to push lanes.
0: Yeah, basically.
1: Holy I mean, fuck. we you and I
0: have been saying for a long time, Roadhog is SMNC veteran 2.0. Yeah, pretty much. Like literally D- down to the down to the hooking people and making them fall off the map on Ilias. <laughs> That was that was the thing. Like you remember, we'd go to that fucking western map in Super Monday Night Combat, whatever it was called, like like Deadlock or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, like Bullseye Gorge.
1: Yeah, I think it was like Bullseye Gorge, Bullseye Gorge. Or something something like, something
0: like that. But like, yeah, just hooking people into the pit in the middle of the map. Like you, you remember? Like that was something I like. Every time we'd play together and we go to that map, that's like yeah, it'd just be like, a... well, Mike's locking veteran and he's gonna try and hook people into the pit. Yeah, that's our I mean, strategy. We'll... Yeah, and no, like, but that was a and there good used to be a veteran on the other side of the of the pit, so it'd be just like this entire match, at least for the first like five minutes or so, would would hinge on these like mind games between me and the enemy veteran. No, to see it who would hook who?
1: It would be the first four minutes and thirty seconds because at four thirty you start to prep for annihilator. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh god, that that was something. That was such a good thing uh, to have in like that genre is something like that that just happens every five minutes and like, hold on, you need to contest this thing in this like other part of the map away from the main fighting because if you let the enemy team get it, the results are going to be devastating.
1: The Annihilator is a really interesting kind of... Uh, the Annihilator was really interesting to me because it... It brought something to the game that made it that could potentially make the game, and frequently did make the game super snowball because you got the first annihilator, you won the first big team fight, and you just rode the momentum wave straight into win town. But there were actually a bunch of like counter strats, like stall strats, that were built around the annihilator, specifically using like support to split push, and yeah,
0: yeah. but But specifically, what was made the annihilator great is like yes, it encouraged snowballing, but. It it was a phenomenal anti-stalemate mechanic.
1: Yeah, it was it a me- made.
0: It made absolutely sure that come hell or high water, someone yeah. was going to gain an advantage before the ten-minute mark.
1: Yeah, it made it. It was a mechanic specifically designed to say, "Okay, fuckers, at five minutes, we don't give a shit how defensive you are. You're gonna go fight, or you're gonna lose the game, flat out." Yeah. Yeah. Which, or is, a- which is really good because there's
0: something about there's something about MOBAs as a genre in general, and different games have different ways of combating this, but there's something about MOBAs in in, in general that like because feeding is bad, the idea that like it, it encourages turtling up and playing defensively and whatever happens, just never risking getting killed. And then you add this thing that says, Look, you have to fight. You cannot let the enemy have this one. You cannot just concede ground on this one. You have to get the Annihilator or they are going to kill all your shit.
1: Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Overwatch is cool. I've got problems with it. I won't comment on the meta right now because, like I said, I haven't been keeping up with it. It was really shitty and stagnant when I stopped paying attention to it. It may have gotten better now. I know Sombra sucks, but that's not surprising given how weird that character's design is.
0: I'm actually relieved because I was re- I hate stealth characters and I was really worried she was going to be good.
1: I th- I like that character's design and what they were doing with her a lot, but, like, apparently irrelevant because apparently that character is, like, probably the worst character in the game from what I can gather. I, I don't know. I know Far is really. Although I, know far I, I, is I will really say something that's right changed right with
0: now. the game. Symmetra got a big buff, and Symmetra got a
1: total rework.
0: Not yeah, but the the thing of it is, is it's made, it's made taking the final point on two point maps even harder, because now there's there's that much more reason to play Symmetra and give like her whole team like shields and stuff.
1: Yeah, and, and now she doesn't And Torbjorn also on. got a
0: buff, and I don't know if you know this, but, like, having a Torbjorn and a Symmetra on, both on your team, not oh, no, only do they disgusting. stack well together because they're both defensive, but the thing is there's an interaction between armor and shields.
1: Oh, no, I knew that. In yeah, yeah, st- but just, just for the know. listener. Yeah, okay.
0: armor in Armor in Overwatch basically means that not only does it give you extra health, but, like, for each hit, each individual hit, uh... It reduces the damage. So if you're getting hit with like a lot of little bits of damage instead of like just burst damage, armor is really really good. It's but it's armor. It, the is point is the point desu- is it's objectively better than health is the idea.
1: Yeah. So armor shields, is essentially designed to dissuade rapid fire weapons like assault rifles and shotguns.
0: Yeah. Now shields also are basically like not health, permit, but uh, but uh, objectively better because shields if you lose them and then you don't take damage for a little while it'll regenerate. The thing is if you have armor and shields. Your shields will take on the damage-reducing, like, anti-chip damage you properties of the armor.
1: Shields.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, having, so, while well, having armor is objectively better than having health and having shields is objectively having better than having health, having a combination of the two is objectively better than any other option.
1: So, effectively, having 75 armor and 75 shields, despite only ha- adding up to 150, effectively gives you, like, 250 health. Yeah, in a lot of situations. on top of your
0: already health pool in what is again a very tank heavy meta. Yeah, like fuck me, running.
1: They need a character in that game that deals percentage based damage. Yeah, I think that's how you. The fix only Overwatch. real like
0: anti tank character in the game is again Reaper, and that's why Reaper was so required for the longest time. But like, he's not super effective at that anymore, and he's basically the only one.
1: Yeah, they need they I think that's what they need next is they need a character that deals percentage based damage because like I think it's been like solid wall to wall tank meta for at least like 5 5 months at this point something like that. Or something. It's been like solid wall-to-wall tanks with, for like five months, I think.
0: The thing is, I don't, think, I don't think it was any sort of actual balance change that introduced the tank meta. It was just, for the longest time, people assumed we needed a balance. So that's two healers, two damage, two tanks. And then eventually some pro team, I forget who, just went, hey, what if we just ran nothing but tanks and healers and see what happens? And then they fucking destroyed everybody. And everyone yeah. was just like, oh, okay.
1: And that's pretty good I guess natural. this is what we're doing now. Yeah, and that's pretty natural in games like this to like let the meta play out for a couple of months before you make any major balance changes. But they've let the meta play out for several months, and it's becoming pretty clear that tanks plus healers equals a problem. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not in tune with that game enough to tell them decisively what they need to do, but at face value, I'm thinking they probably need another, another character in the game to bust tanks. They probably need to make that character deal percentage-based damage.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would say so. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so this has gone on super, super long. Any final thoughts on cartoon shooters before we move on to questions?
1: Um. Nah. I don't okay. think I have anything to add.
0: Okay, cool. Overwatch is really good. Paladins is really good. Orcs Must Die Unchained is really good. I recommend it. I hope Gigantic doesn't uh, die. The last two are both die. free. Yeah, I hope Gigantic doesn't die.
1: I like that game. It's That's a game that also has problems. If that game dies, it'll basically be like SMNC2. I guess that's the one thing I want to say. If that game dies, it'll basically be like SMNC2, right down to like the bullshit counterintuitive play arc with a lot of the specific mechanics of that game.
0: Yeah. At some point, we have to just ask, like, is it even possible to make like, a MOBA shooter hybrid work? And I don't mean it, in terms of mechanically, because again, yeah. we've played good games in that genre. SMNC yeah. was a legitimately good game.
1: So but, I feel But like,
0: like can can the market handle it? Is the thing. I
1: I feel like it can, but you have to make it explicitly clear and put a ton of effort into showing the player why they are losing matches they are losing. Because both SMNC and Gigantic are fucking terrible at that. Gigantic for different reasons. Um, Gigantic yeah. also has the benefit over SMNC that the game is way less snowbally. Like comebacks are actually yeah. feasible. And also,
0: in... I I will say, and I think part of it is both of those games like they had the kind of excuse of well it's in beta, that can't be an excuse anymore. Like because yeah, that doesn't fly. because early access games are for all intents and purposes they're out. Yeah, they're out. You have you have a way you have an excuse for all the bugs in the game, but they're effectively out. You have to start tutorializing early. Like, really early, because people are going to get interested in your game, they're going to try it, and if they don't understand what's happening and they bounce off it, they're not going to come back when the official release comes out. They're just going to be like, I tried that game and it sucked.
1: Yeah. So We'll see how it goes. I pray for Gigantic, but I haven't purchased the Founders Pack, despite liking that game, for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I I don't regret any of the money I spent on Super Monday Night Combat, because I loved that game, I put a lot of time into that game, and I think Uber Rent deserved my money. But still, that is money spent on digital goods that is never coming back.
1: Yeah, it's gone. That shit is gone, gone. Yep. It's gone, baby,
0: gone. Okay, so let's move on to some questions. If you want to send us a question... Uh, we are on Twitter at G shaped, that is at G S H A P E D on the Twitters. And uh Yeah, we would we'll, you can ask us about literally anything and uh, some of these questions will be evidence of that. You can just just say whatever. I don't give a single flying fuck. It doesn't need to be appropriate or anything like that. Just fucking ask us stuff. You know, the
1: subtle, the very subtle joke of, hey, guys, we'll talk about anything. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And our viewer base sending or our listeners sending us dumb shit questions like what kind of soap would you be? might actually be, like, the funniest low-key joke. On you know, his, I like that. I Honestly,
0: show. again, I don't want to discourage, like, really just perverted super personal questions, but I actually really like just dumb, off-the-wall shit.
1: Like, Yeah, no, that's actually mean? really... It's I kind of want more
0: questions like that.
1: It's low-key, but it's honestly funny as fuck, and it, it makes me laugh every time it happens.
0: Yeah, but okay, so let's start with... Uh, this one is from Jordan, and it's actually a response to our last episode, which was about Homestar Runner. Okay. it says, uh, speaking of the Brothers Chaps, have you seen any of the Two More Eggs shorts?
1: No, I have not. I okay, so let me let me explain this
0: is. both for kind of you and for the listener. Uh, Two More Eggs are a series of short videos on the official Disney XD YouTube channel
1: mm-hmm.
0: made by the guys who made Homestar Runner. Okay. And they are legitimately funny.
1: Okay. No, you just said made by the same guys who did Homestar Runner. I'm like, fucking sold. Okay, oh, you've never heard crazy. of these? Nope. Oh shit. Yeah. Wow, no. I didn't realize that. I, yeah, like, no, yeah. I need to rectify this.
0: It's it's very obviously the brothers chaps like their style of humor and everything. It's it's literally just it's Homestar Runner style cartoons but without the Homestar Runner cast. Uh which admittedly can kind of throw you off if a character shows up and they have literally the same voice as a Homestar Runner character. <laughs> um like the there was uh one of the cartoons I watched recently had uh it's very obviously just them doing the Homestar Runner voice but without that weird like Thing Homestar does where he uses W instead of R's, like that that home that that that, that uh, Elmer Fudd thing he does. I don't know what that's actually called.
1: Bleeding. Some kind of
0: speech impediment, but I don't know if there's a proper name for that one specifically. Yeah, but like he doesn't do that, so it, it feels weird. But like, yeah, they're they're really funny.
1: No, um, I'll def- I'll definitely have to check that out. I was totally unaware. Like anything the brothers chaps have ever worked on is solid fucking gold, as far as I can tell. Yeah, but just so uh, go
0: go to YouTube and just look for two more eggs. Okay. Uh, thank you for
1: writing in and informing me of that, because I wouldn't have known. Thank you, whatever your name was. I already forgot it, and I forgot uh, about that. Jordan. Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Yep.
0: Okay, and uh, this one is from a friend of the show, Eric, asking on Twitter, Is Twix the name for a singular bar or the combined package of two? Do you buy a pair of Twixes or just a Twix?
1: Who gives a fuck?
0: Well, he does. He's asking a question, and we're going to answer it.
1: It's the fucking. It's the combined bar. It's kind of like how the plural of shaman is still shaman.
0: I kind of disagree. I think each individual bar is a twist.
1: I'm not going to argue with you over this shit. This question (laughs) sucks. Eric. If you weren't you, I'd at least try and entertain the notion that this question wasn't fucking terrible, but I'll be able to say I'm sorry later, so I'm just going to call you out and say your question sucks and you need to get a better one. Ask me something about, like, Mech Warrior or something. God damn.
0: Well, he sent us three questions, so he's going to get two more tries to get okay, this right. Okay, two more tries. Okay, Eric's second attempt at a good question. You can go back in time and watch one person sneeze. Who will it be?
1: Oh, fuck, dude. You are so bad at this. <laughs> so God. what? What
0: historical figure would would you want to go back in time to see them sneeze? Uh,
1: Theodore Roosevelt. Because like it doesn't fucking matter. Because I'm just watching a motherfucker sneeze. You know, bef- want...
0: be- before you digressed, I was actually about to say that Theodore Roosevelt's a pretty good answer because he's got that incredible mustache going on.
1: Yeah, no, I think that dude would be it'd be legit kind of entertaining to watch that dude sneeze, and also I could watch a major historical figure. Well, good old TDR. Your question still sucks, though. Sorry. So what was your response going to be?
0: Um, oh, fuck. I mean,
1: Nefertiti. It's so hard. I'm going
0: to I'm gonna say Nefertiti.
1: Okay. No I mean, particular really...
0: reason. I was just like, it, it, it's literally just name a historical figure and she came to mind first.
1: Yep. Okay, that's totally fine. It's not like yep. this is really, okay. What's, what's weird more... is
0: Eric sent this particular question, like, in... in in, like, a tweet with, like, four ads in it. It's sent to us, to Teenagers with Attitude, to All on the Watchtower, and to Warren Beasts. He just shotgunned this out to four different podcasts. It's like, hey, I want to know which historical figure you want to see sneeze.
1: I need all of you to answer my shitty questions so I can gain consensus. It's very important.
0: Yeah. and so He also sent, and his third attempt question also got sent to all those four podcasts, and also to totally reprise... And uh, it was the episode I guested on recently of Totally Reprise, and we read the question. I don't think we actually answered it. Um, It was, what's the worst thing that could be eggnog-flavored or scented? And uh, I think we just kind of wound up going into a weird digression about the fact that neither Ashley or Molly have ever tried eggnog.
1: Okay. Um, I have an answer for that. Okay. Dead bodies. Because you wouldn't be able to find them and there'd be a rotting corpse in your vicinity, which is a problem.
0: Okay. Um, I th- I feel like this question is impossible to answer because I love the, both the taste and flavor of eggnog, and I feel like...
1: Yeah. But I you feel, don't you, want you know that... What, you know what I'm no. going to say?
0: The worst, the worst thing to have uh, eggnog flavored would be something you shouldn't eat.
1: Yeah. Because then gonna you say couldn't that, taste the nog. I was about to say... I was going to say, like put like bleach or something because then you can't drink the bleach because you like kill yourself because you're drinking fucking bleach
0: yeah eggnog's real good though
1: it is and assuming you didn't drink the bleach i guess it would still make your clothes smell nice huh yeah Hmm.
0: oh man eggnog eggnog scented laundry detergent which i i
1: I think i think it's legit like dead bodies
0: okay that's a solid answer
1: i think it's actually bodies okay yeah
0: yeah okay all right, so that's three questions asked and answered, and, uh, well, I, and Eric him, generally
1: insulted. Yeah, I'll give him credit. I think that last question was actually okay.
0: Okay, so he did it. Third yeah, time's the charm. It. Third
1: time is Woo! the charm. Good job.
0: Yeah, nicely done. And again, if you want to ask us questions, uh, and they can be of any quality, I mean, I can't promise Matt won't insult you for it, uh, but again, send them to us on Twitter, at G-Shaped, at G-S-H-A-P-E-D, we will answer questions about literally anything you can take that to mean dirty or just off the wall or whatever you know or just just anything ask us some questions uh and i f- i feel like that's going to do it for us this one's run super long
1: yeah but it was always going to there like wasn't there was no way that this wasn't going to go long yeah and i feel i feel like there's still more stuff we could
0: have talked about on on oh, like yeah, about me and these you... shooters but like yeah we we got to yeah. stop at some point
1: Yeah, like, I could have gone off about, like, Gigantic. We could have gone way off about SMNC. Yeah,
0: and you know what? We'll we'll probably come back to these topics again in the future date. You know, there's no reason we can't repeat this shit.
1: Fucking do an SMNC Christmas special. (laughs) Fuck, I think that game's beta, like, started around Christmas time, like, 2011.
0: Ah, Something like, God. Fucking rip rip in peace.
1: Yeah, you know what? I'm almost positive it did, because I remember, like, it snowing out getting, like, fucking snow in the south when I was playing fucking SMNC on my computer downstairs. and like, the fuck does it snow in Georgia? Yeah, oh, wow, man. that's a crazy blast from the past. Holy shit. Man, SMNC was real good. Yeah, rest in peace, fuck. Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, so that's going to do it for us. And uh, for going pear-shaped, I have been Mike.
1: And I've been Matt.
0: And always remember, diddle yourself constantly.
1: I mean, I I do, but you don't need to remind me.